on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Only it's five after six here on High Tide. If you've just joined us, north to northeasterly winds, 10 to 15 knots, reaching 25 later in the morning, then shifting south to south uh, westerly. Now, Alan Blake, I've got a bone to pick with you. Yes. You started the show by saying that Kieran listened to every moment of the show yesterday, but... But, 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 he said to me, when we were going through the schedule to organise for today, he said, and don't forget, straight after six, it's Matt from Salamander Bait and Tackle. I said, no, 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 you weren't listening. Good morning, Tony. He's How listening, are you? but he forgot. Good morning, guys. He How forgot. <laughs> we're really good. Uh, you sound like you are. You're having a lot of fun there, crispy creams and coffee, I guess. And it's taken us two hours to take a swipe. But, Kieran, I think we're getting better. The psychologist was right. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you do, don't you? No Krispy Kremes this morning. I had an apple on the way in. Oh, okay. So you're taking the healthy uh, option this morning. Well, it makes me that feel was good for a couple of hours. <laughs> uh, I'll have my avocado on toast again today. You don't see the toffee apples. You're a Vegemite. You don't see toffee apples very often nowadays, do no, you? No, no. There's no, a good reason don't. for no, it. No, not at all. You're right about <laughs> no, that. No, good. Well, they do have them occasionally, occasionally yeah. in the supermarkets. And, of course, they're all... They used to be, but... And uh, they're all red and green, too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, guys. Yeah, so, look, a great day coming up here today. Um, it's uh, a balmy 20 degrees at the moment, and we have a northwesterly little light, gentle breeze, so it's all positive out there. It's, uh, it should be a great day. So we've got a high tide this morning at... 7.09 of 1.86 and a low at <coughs> 2 o'clock of 0.28 and a high in the evening at 5 to 8 of 1.49. So, look, be a great day to be out on the water. We had uh, a few of the boys went out last night um, or down to the big beach um, from Fernando. They reckon if Fernando's down there catching fish, don't go down because he's caught them all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I haven't got a report from him this morning, and he did promise me that he would. But you know, like like all fishermen, they promise everything and deliver nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice rap. <laughs> oh, I tell big stories too, let me tell you. But some good reports around, uh, like in the bay, there's plenty of flatheads still around. Um, and some good quality brim being taken in, in, in the bay uh, and also off the beaches. But I was listening earlier and, and the whiting have been uh, a little bit scarce this season. Not as many, but the ones that are being caught are good quality ones. Um, huh. What's that got to do with it? I don't know. Um, uh, I had a guy in yesterday tell me that there's big mullet coming up the up the beach. Uh, which is unusual for this for this time of year, I thought. There's been know. a couple of reports of them starting to run early. Yeah, well, it is early for them, and he he tells me they're big mullet. They're not, you know, they're massive. He reckons, yeah, so you can only go on what you're told, mate. That's right. Yeah, so, but all in all, um, Matty will be back tomorrow, and uh, I'll get to put my feet up. I'm heading south tomorrow down... Sydney for a day. Oh, nice. You're working next weekend? 
Uh, don't know. Um, Matt will let me know if he wants me. Because you've got a trailer boat fishing comp on up there next week, yeah, which is going to be pretty big. I about that. Just as well, you're on the ball. I'll have to uh, boost the bait supply up. Yep. And, uh, yeah. that, that's what I wanted to ask, I, and I wasn't sure if you were, no, were across it. It's not next week. No, it's not. Is isn't it? it? Yeah, the first. Isn't it the first next week? No. The first. Yeah, no. 31st. Uh, next Saturday is the 25th. Oh, the 25th. So it's, it's, the it's the week after. It's the week after. Come on, guys. I'm just... The, the election's I'm confusing me. <laughs> but in the lead-up to that, what I want... The, the, the question was, in the lead-up to that, do you, do you like, book ahead and get more more bait and more supplies in, knowing that there's going yes. to be a big comp on? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you get We really get smashed on the trailer boat, you know, like... Um, we certainly get extra in for, for particularly for that, uh, and then I think uh, then after that, uh, yeah, we'll go to Easter, I guess. I don't even know when that is. They've got hot cross buns in the stores, though. Yeah, well, I've like, been since Christmas. <laughs> well, I'd like to help you out with the Easter dates, but I can't. I'm, I'm a week ahead of myself, Friday, so don't listen Friday to me. Is the, Friday is Good Friday, the seventh. That's it. <laughs> Seven to about ten. Yeah, yeah the week after. So, so it's the week after, basically. So we'll, we'll be all well and truly stocked up for Easter, live worms and fresh bait and all that. So all looking good, guys. Mate, we better let you go. Thank you for your time. No, thank you. Have a good day. See Tony. <laughs> Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle. <laughs> Salamander Way, Salamander Bait, 498-207-11. And the street address? 163. <laughs> You don't like saying that, do you? Because yeah, you can't see it. Well, you can't, you can't see it anywhere. Can't no. Where does the service station have a street number? But, but you know what? You know why I say it? Because it comes up on the on the the Google Maps and GPS. No, well, you put Shell Service Station, Salamander Bay. There you go. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Suppose you can do that for Salamander Bay because there's not too many shell service that, stations. Right. But, 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 <laughs> that's how you do it. but it's time for a break. 12 after 6. On the Super Radio Network, talking sports. Back with the full team, of course. Gab Robbo, as per usual, will be fielding in left field. Peter Tunks will be holding tight up front. The top, Freddie Patworth, to join us a little bit later off the bench. And yours truly, Graham Hughes, uh, trying to maintain some sort of semblance of reality throughout in the year of 2023. Good luck. The boys talk sport. Look, best three hours of radio in Australia, I've got no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Well, I saw you, Hughesy, on a bit of a Facebook clip they took of you yesterday, and I thought an immaculate man like you would be dressed as the nines, and there you were in a singlet and with your guns out, and I thought, good on you, son. Weekday afternoons, the boys talk sports. Yeah, look, I'm out bushing Queensland. I just absolutely love to show you. I dearly missed, and I, I, I think there should be a law against you taking holidays anyway. <laughs> Have your say. Love your show, boys, and really, really appreciate every three hours of experience. Oh, Thank well you, mate. Done. On the Super Radio Network. Brain tumour, migraine, dementia, concussion. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neurone disease, stroke, epilepsy, Alzheimer's. There can be no cure without research. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call one three hundred. Double eight triple six zero. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, 
or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport that could make you a local legend. The skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Broomview makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measuring quote. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? News, sport, talk 2SM 1269 More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network Thanks to Shimano Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It's just gone 15 after 6 in New South Wales here on High Tide. Grant Boyden in the studio with you. Alan Blake of Blake's Marine is here. And we've got Melinda Pavey online. The Honourable Melinda Pavey. The Honourable, who is no doubt looking forward to to next weekend being a, a TV star. Good morning. Good morning. I don't know about that. We're looking. I, I'm I, looking I, forward I, to. I, I I like the. I think it's going to make interesting TV having you on because you don't pull any punches. Yep, it'll be on Channel Seven. Um, understand that uh, Michael Usher will be sort of the, the host, and um, David Elliott from the Liberal Party will also be there, and Joe Halen from the Labor Party. Oh, good. Yeah. Should be, so, should be I'm, I'm confused. I've woken up this morning and I feel like I'm in London. Why is that? It's the fog. Yep, it's a pea soup day out there. Yeah. I can't even see the sun. The fog is everywhere. It's just, it's eerie. It's good. Now, and I can't wait for daylight savings to finish so I can see the sun at this hour of the morning. <laughs> I, I think the six month is one month too long. It was all because of an Olympic Games and we thought we'd extend it out and it never got taken back. But um, uh-huh. one day we'll get will operate for the sake of the climate and the world with the sun rather than a nine o'clock British clock. That's my view. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I told you she didn't pull any punches. Yeah, she's in good, good form this morning. Now, unfortunately, uh, the death of one of your colleagues uh, up yeah, there. Yeah, thanks to PJ for mentioning that as he's driving through Cops Harbour and his B-double. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bromley was a great mate, particularly close um, and colleague of mine and supporter of mine. Um, and uh, we actually was, during the week, it was at a retiring members' luncheon, and um, Bromley couldn't be there because he was obviously very sick, but for the members of parliament that were there, David Elliott, um, Brad Hazard, uh, uh, we had uh, Rob Stokes. It's It was just like, we just felt so sad and gutted for him yeah. that we're all moving on to another stage of our lives, whatever those stages might be. And, you know, his his last days were the last days of this parliament. 
um, and he's not going to get to retire. And yeah. um, that was that was pretty tough. But yeah. you know, there's not many people that could have on their resume that they were a, a nurse, worked in a mental health ward, then he retrained and became a policeman, then he became a lawyer, trained so well he became a barrister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he became an MP um, with a particular love of, uh, of rugby, very big in the, the, the mid-north coast rugby scene, but um, very proud of his Scottish roots. And just sadly, he's, you know, he should have lived a good long life because his own mum only died a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, anyway, leaves a beautiful wife, his second wife, um, and he found absolute 100% happiness with Sue, very beautiful woman, and his daughters that, um, you know, life's just for living, isn't it? You just don't know. And where we picked up his mesothelioma, um, who knows? Was it renovating at a house? Was it in an old hospital ward? Um, but he was always good on the tools, Bromley. No one could cook a better barbecue. On Monday nights, we'd, we always got together um, in our party room and, you know, just had a bit of social time, not too heavy. Uh, but he was always very proud of his Wingham steaks from the Wingham abattoir. <laughs> and, um, you know, we'd, we'd sometimes have a, you know, a lettuce leaf with a, you know, half a pound steak, but um, <laughs> he was just, yeah, just a nice fella. But no, anyway, that's, that's the way things roll. Sad loss. Yeah, sad loss. Now, the Menindi, when you were in charge of water, we had a problem there that the... Um, we didn't well, have any. Well, didn't have any water, but saying the fish were, were getting eaten in one particular way. Now it's all changed out there, and we've seen the graphic photos at the moment of the natural occurrences of water levels dropping with the bony herring and the bony brim all dying. But there's an upside to it. Someone's eating them. Well, you know, if, I think that the challenge is um, with, with that uh, event out there, there was just so much water, and, and we've seen it before, and it's always been the case that if you've just got too much water, the oxygen um, is, is taken out. And I'm just, you know, I think we probably need to have a look at um, how it, what happened out there, learn from it. Should we have held some more water back in um, in one of the, the weirs? Um, but, you know, the bony brim, um, as you guys know, that's, that's a major um, food source of the Murray cod. Uh, and, you know, in one way, seeing all those, you know, those dead fish at Menindi, uh, again, four years on was a sign that, you know, we've been restocking and doing a really good job there. But I think whatever lessons we can learn about better river management, make sure that we've got the flexibility at the time of, you know, big inflows like we've had um, to avoid um, what we've seen in some of that social media. That's a good thing. Okay. Now, pre-polling happened yesterday? Yep. Uh, down at Warhope I was. We actually got to a point where there was probably up to 10 people in the line. So people are really taking that opportunity. Um, as Debbie Bolland said earlier, I think, you know, we you know could be over 30%. Um, there's only one week of pre-poll. But, so for all our volunteers and campaign workers, that's a relief. Having to fill those rosters over a two-week period um, is really straining the friendship. But this gives you an idea of how many good people are out there just supporting, you know, the team that they barrack. Um, you know, this, whether it's a football team or a political team, people can be um, incredibly loyal and hardworking for you. So just to, to be on the poll yesterday, it didn't feel much different than what I'd say four years ago. So our candidate, Michael Kemp, here in Oxley, I think uh, has done a great job. People like him, he's been getting around and... Uh, 
the National Party, you know, not because we own the seat, but because we respect the constituents here, I suspect we'll hold on here. Okay. Now, question for you. Now, you've got an electoral office with staff in there which I gather you've taken out for a farewell. What happens to those staff when you retire? Do they just go back into the pool of public servants or does that go on to the next person who takes a seat? Or how does that work? Great question. Um, and we get uh, three staff now to, to run an electorate office. And it used to be two, but they gave us an extra one about five years ago because just of the extra demands of social media and, and electronics and, you know, things are so... You know, Someone wrote a constituent letter maybe 20 years ago and expect to hear something back in three or four weeks. But... Now it's it's just so instantaneous. Yeah. Um, but though, it's a great question, Alan, because they are really um, now imp- and they are always employed by the Speaker of the Parliament, the Legislative Assembly staff, uh, and they are in a hiatus. So if there's a change of seat and a change of political party, then it's very very unusual for the next member to take those on those yeah. those staff on, even though. Quite often, those staff aren't politically aligned, uh, but they come in with their own team and their own people and their own allegiances. Um, so, for those seats that do change, it's, a, it's quite a traumatic period. And you know, there's obviously some redundancy given yeah. the, the amount of years yeah. you may work. Um, but in a, a you know, in the case of my three staff, um, you know, it depends on their relationship with the incoming member. Uh, and you know what decisions that incoming member makes, and it's a, it's a, it's it's one of the the toughest decisions an incoming member has to make. And staff can make a break you. Um, everybody knows that, but I've always been you know I've had very low staff turnover. I've had really good teams of people. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's a challenging time for for those um, for those those people. It just seems to me like, you know, if you bought a business, you want to retain the staff because they've got the wherewithal and the know of what's going on and the smarts for it. With you change an electorate um, or if someone new comes in to just get rid of those and get something new and you're starting from scratch again. And if you go out with the, the clean broom and do all that, it can be very messy and puts you back a long way. So, mm. Um, but often, though, if you do buy a business, you take on all the staff. But whether all those staff are there, well, that's right. But you, you you'll sort it out and look down the track yeah. and see how they go. But yeah, it just seems as though it's just a, a cut and run type of thing with the, the parliament how it works. I know um, that's an old friend of mine up at Grafton. Um, she she works for the Labor member and then works for the National Party member and yeah. Nola. Um, who worked for Ian Causley, she was, you know, she's still loved by everybody. Um, And I know Barbara Williams, for example, a very, very good friend of mine that used to work for John Howard. She used to work and was his uh, private um, executive secretary. Uh, But she worked for a Labor MP, a minister uh, or a a federal MP. Um, Who was the one that was really funny? Fred Daly, I think. So she went from Fred Daly to John Howard yeah. um, and had the, the greatest respect of everybody across the parliament. Okay. So what did you do for your staff for the farewell? Uh, well, I said to them, right, do we want to go to a fancy restaurant? Do we want to go catch up with Laurie McAnally or something? <laughs> 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 Laurie will or take you fishing. <laughs> or do you want mud crab? No, I, but I said we can go out or we can maybe let's go out to the bush and we'll, Warren and I, we, we made quiches and beautiful food and we had 
we got four kilos of prawns and two dozen oysters and some really nice wine and lots of ice because it was 30-odd degrees. Um, and we went uh, two hours to the back of Kempsey up to a place called Kangaroo Point, and it was actually the headwaters of a waterfall. And um, we... <laughs> the funny thing was, though, luckily we had one of the guys with us had a machete and uh, because the National Park's path had been overgrown, and we had a, a couple of older people with us as well. It took us um, about 40 minutes to get into the, to the waterfall with chairs and ice and prawns and oysters. <laughs> One of the fellas, he, um, he, <laughs> the worst part was he put up a drone, um, and then he was looking at the drone and tripped, and he nearly fell off the cliff. <laughs> Lucky. But there was no fish in the headwaters, but there was lots of tadpoles. Okay. So we sat in the water um, with some very nice champagne, some prawns and some oysters. And, you know, we could have gone to a restaurant. We would have forgotten all about it, but we'll always remember our day in the four-wheel drives and in, you know, the beautiful yeah. nature. And also being, being able to sit there and chat with everyone and, and just chill. Rather, yes. in a restaurant setting, you, you're sort of divisional, aren't you, because of where you're sitting at a table? That's right, Grant, you know, so that was the thing. So, yeah, we, we mostly sat in the water um, and then we, we walked back through the track, <laughs> which took another half an hour and then we had, you know, the other parts of the meal and cakes and stuff. It was really, really nice. And then the young'uns, they, they dropped themselves off at the Willow Warren pub. They sent me messages from the Willow Warren pub. But it was, um, by the time Warren and I got back to Urunga, it was like a seven-hour day in terms of driving. But, um, uh, gee, we had fun. Everyone had a good time except for the guy with the machete who, who's now got RSI. <laughs> it was a bit like that. We, we saw a lot of the land that had recovered too from some of those bushfires and they'd replaced an old scout hall and there's some really good, um, you know, vast, you know, toilet facilities up there with big drops. But, uh, yeah, if you love your four-wheel driving, the road wasn't bad. One of the guys that came with us was the partner of one of the girls. Uh, he works and, and keeps that road clear and is one of the contractors for National Park. So, yeah, we had a really, really good time. That's good. Now, have you made any plans yet to have a couple of weeks off after the election? Yeah, we will. We'll have a couple of weeks off and, um, yeah, just just see what it feels like next Sunday. Um, just to, just to, to be a little bit more normal. Um, but as I keep saying, I'm not going to lo lose all these skills that I've got and all these contacts I have. I'm still going to use them for good for communities um, and and for you know for for this part of the world in particular, but beyond. That's good. Oh well, Spectre, and you keep the title honourable for the rest of your life. Yes, I'd forgotten. I actually got that. I got a letter from the governor's office in 2015 when I left the upper house. So I've I've got that honourable title forever. Um, you know, some people think it means honey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's um, it, it, it. Apparently, it's a good thing to have on your on your paperwork. Um, so maybe when I'm going to England, it will work well. I think I was in the House of Lords or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there is a lot of people who think they're lords in their upper house anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy, lordy, lordy. <laughs> Okay, Mel, look forward to catching up with you next weekend and um, look forward to seeing you on Saturday night on the on Channel 7. I have been listening since 4 o'clock, so I love Roscoe's report today. I love PJ's and I'll, I'll 
our Mr. McAnally. I hope he didn't wake Julie up with his report. And He's I've not game enough. Of, I've got a bit of King George Whiting envy. Um, I do want some photos on the Facebook page of him having his King George Whiting on his little, with his little burner. Um, that does sound beautiful. And if I was him, I would not be going into the boat with the diesel and the pilchards. I'd be staying in a five-star resort. Yeah, I'm with you on that I, one. I think it's more a thing of watching how they're caught and seeing how it's done. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I don't mind that. You've got to see how everything happens and what goes on. Yeah, well, that makes a bit of sense too, Alan. Yeah, you know, if you're going out, you're going to be there for the whole night. They're not going to come back to drop you off. That's if you're going out for an hour or something. It's you, only you know, one, you'd it's be only fine. I'd be fine, but it's it's going to be a long haul. That's, that's, that's a good Alan, pun. How, really? What are they going to do with pilchards? It's much different than anything else. Yeah, but just see how it's done. What everyone's got different ideas, and you learn things off people yeah. by watching. That's how it works. Okay. Well, I can tell you. 20 minutes after we started, it's still a pea super. I can't see the river. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. trying to break. Okay. You're not, off shortly, won't it? you're not on patrol at all this weekend? No, I did patrol last Sunday. Also made a presentation to the dragon boaters. They had a big carnival. Um, but, yeah, no one drowned. That was good. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> oh, dear. But you only drown if you don't swim between the flags. Flags. That's 99.9% you are correct. Never 100%. Never 100%. Never 100%. <laughs> okay, thanks for your time this morning, Mel. It's great See to catch go. up. Okay, bye. bye. The yeah. Honourable Melinda Pavey, she's always good value, and she's been a great servant of the New South Wales Parliament over the 20 years. Too. Absolutely, and, and great value to have on the program too. And as I always say, the best way to teach people to swim between the flags is get hit by a surfboard fence. That oh, will that will that will make you when you go in and have you know ten ten stitches put in your arm because you are swimming in the wrong area. That will do it every I don't time. Think we'll use that as an analogy. No, it's prob- <laughs> probably not encouraged by life saving New South Wales, but it's also a fact. Right now, Make a Wish is supporting over eight hundred critically ill kids across Australia. That's more Wish kids than ever before who need your support. Wish kids like Cooper. Eight-year-old Cooper has a rare neural condition and often spends his holidays in hospital. His biggest wish is to have a fun holiday in the snow, throwing snowballs and building a snowman. Thanks to Make-A-Wish that's all about to come true. Helping sick kids like Cooper find hope is something we all have the power to do. You can help create inspirational wishes. Donate today at makeawish.org.au If you're looking to start a business buying a franchise is an excellent option and with all group franchises you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All Group Franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgrouppranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691 413. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento. 
Awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia. Movement that inspires. You can escape the rat race to enjoy a leisurely break at Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn. As a special bonus, when you make a reservation at Winning Post Motor Inn, mention you heard about it here, and you'll receive a complimentary bottle of local Charnwood Estate wine to take home with you. To find out more or to make a reservation, you go to winningpostmotorin.com.au or you can call Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn for a booking on 63 72 33 Hi, I'm Graham Hughes. If you need help managing arthritis, do as I did and try Arborvitae Joint Health. After I finished my football career, old injuries meant my life was full of aches and pains. That was until I discovered Arborvitae Joint Health. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms do persist, consult your healthcare professional. Go to Arborvitae, that's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U or phone 1300 879 2SM, Sydney's Talking, 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could... 26 away from 7.26 minutes of the program left to go, which means I need to ask you about how things are going out at Blake's Marine. Good. Good, yeah. Keep his head what, what did you think of the new? I wonder what did you think of the new bar crusher? The new, oh, I've got a, a six seventy walk around that uh, we're taking up to seventeen seventy. So I wanted to put a few hours on it before I go up and get enough to do a first service before yeah. I take it up there. Uh, very nice. Um, we've got an electric trolling motor on the front plus an anchor winch, and uh, so we went up to it's a forty k run from Windsor Boat Ramp up to. Um, the bridge to nowhere at the Colo River. Yeah. And uh, I had young Bentley with me. And we stopped there, just put the, the electric trotter on spot lock and had some lunch for 15 minutes, flicked the lure around, but there's nothing around. I wasn't that worried about it. And then we wandered back up to Windsor. How good's that? Don't worry about it, Anchor. Don't worry. That's all too hard to pick up. We push a button. Well, it is. It and works very well. That's a great idea. I love yeah. it. And for fishing, you know, if you're getting close to a bank or something like that, how how good just sit there and in spite of, That's you know, right. yeah. a little bit of current. Yeah. Uh, in fact, how much current could they cope with? Oh, they'll cut it, take a couple of knots. There's no problem. Oh, Depends how fast you want to run it. Yeah. But... Um, Paulie Burt, who's going to talk to him, he's got he runs them on his boats as well. They're a great way to travel, are they, Paul? What's that, mate? Electric trolling motors. Oh, fantastic! Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, I, I like the I'm running the Garmin, so I've always yes. had you know the, the encoders and all that sort of stuff as well. But um, why turn the Garmin now? Because it's a 12, uh, 24, 36 volt outfit, super powerful, and I, I've got that on my seven meter CC. So it's yes. a, it, it, it pulls it along well. You're supposed to put on the 72, I think it is, 72-inch. Uh, Shaft, yeah. I haven't got that on that particular um, brand of engine yet, that size. However, because we have that self-filling chamber like you do with your bar, uh, bar crushes, yeah. is that um, it allows the, the nose of the boat, and given it's seven metre with the enclosed cab, there's a lot more weight for it. Nose, nose heavy, yeah. Yeah, so it sits further down. Therefore, that the 50 six-inch shaft, whatever is on those things now, yeah. uh, is more than enough to pull it along. And so, I must say, I'm right. more a fan of an electric trolling motor than Helmmaster mm. EX on Yamaha. Oh, mate, massively. I had the, I had both, as you know, yes. um, and I, I took the Helmmaster off with the 250 and um, 
and I put the 250 Suzuki on. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, man, I, I can't praise the engine more than what I can believe because it's incredible. It, the fuel consumption is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, it's quiet. It um, sounds good when you get up and get going. It sounds meaty. But, um, you know, and it's just uh, it, it's quiet on the troll. It's quiet on the idle. And yeah. super, super fuel efficient because of the lean There's nothing incredible. wrong with the Yamaha, but I prefer no. electric trolling motor holding me from the nose than the Hellmaster yeah. EX, especially on a single engine, trying to hold you up from the stern because it doesn't work. I did notice it, it, 100%. And I've also noticed is like when we fish the blocks out here, artificial blocks for uh, artificial reefs, which is just these blocks are artificial. Anyway, um, is that the Jewfish school up on the right during middle of winter. Yeah. So when you go out there and, uh, and <laughs> I went out there and all the boys are, are sitting on there super quiet now. They're not dropping sinkers on the floor because Jewfish have quite a few. Oh, no. I know. I turn up and I put the Hellmaster on, mate. And I swear to God, every fish... In that hundred foot of depth of water, spooked, took off for a hundred miles an hour, mate. That was gone, and no one around me. And there was a lot of people. Never caught a fish, and yeah. mate, I was mad. I was like, "Geez, I didn't." I, but that was the first time I was using the Hellmaster yes. in that situation. Yeah. I never did it again. I put the electric on, and we caught fish. Yes. Yeah, so just point. Look, Hellmaster's got its uses, uh, and yeah, it's great for docking and doing bits and pieces. Uh, yeah. But for me, for general fishing, and especially on a single engine application, I prefer the electric trolling motor. Oh, you've got to go from the bow, mate. You've got to go from the nose. I mean, you can fish bow, bow or stern with a Hellmaster. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, no. Nah. And just the in-gear out of gear, it, it's, no. It, it's, it's good for deep water. And like you said, good for docking, stuff like that, great. But, um, yeah, you've, you've got to have a, um, a, a bow mount. Yes, uh, push. Matter, yeah. Yeah, to, to get you going. Yeah, pull you along. It's just an easier way to go, especially, and yeah, it's just, yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, well, so, it's designed to go. But bows are designed to go into the waves. So that's it right. Pulls you directly well, forward. you don't anchor in the on your stern, do you? <laughs> no. Well, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. How wet do you want to get? <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Look, some people all. need smooth Wind water. Tide and current. Yeah. yeah. Some people with no smooth water, they'll use a rope and tie off the side to do things like yeah. that. But in. Yeah. In ninety-nine percent of the cases, yeah, you don't stern anchor no. type of thing. It ends in oh, tears. God, no, otherwise you'll be, uh, yeah, you'll be a, a wreck. Yes. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God. Um, hey, yeah, we had a great day yesterday. Well, we spoke to you boys on the way up to the, uh, the to Brisbane, Morton Bay, and we went out to sea there and uh, got a, the live bait. Oh, okay, catching live bait. If the bait fish are not, maybe you're getting one bait fish every third or fourth drop. Leave. <laughs> go and find another bait bot, uh, bait spot. Don't hold there because you're gonna. You, you, we, we wasted an hour and a bit yesterday getting ten live baits, and I, I said to my mate, I said, "Look, there's another spot, and he knew about it. And he, Why don't we try there? There's no one there. Why don't we try?" It? So we bolted in there, and then full string slimies and and yakers. So we had enough bait pretty quick then, and we bolted out to. Uh, well, first and foremost, well, whilst we're fishing, my young fellow Kalen he's 13 now, uh, he's growing up so fast, is that he said, Dad, I'm going to put on a placket. He said, you do it, you got, whatever you want, mate. So whilst we're catching live bait, he put on a small gulp. Um, um, it was like a, a, a sort of like a, a, kind of a weird thing. It's, it's like a gulp mullet, they call him. Anyway, threw that out. And it was, he was catching nice little pinky stacker, some beautiful fish there. So they were feeding on the bait fish that we were catching. Okay, so find the bait, find the fish. So we left there, we ran out to the uh, to the fads, and the dolphin fish were prolific. There were so many dolphin fish, it was incredible. If you just cast out a bait, 
you had 20 or 30 green lines coming straight over your bait. But if you try, and they'll, they'll okay fish, they're all legal, and up here it's only 50 centimetres. So we, we try and keep things 60 and over. Um, and you'll have five per person. But when we troll the bait super slow past the actual fat, the bigger fish are coming out. And the fish that looks like, you know, the 95s to a metre 10, good-sized fish were coming out. And they were, they were hitting up the baits pretty good. And you're catching the bigger fish on a slimy mackerel. The smaller fish are taking the yakas quite readily. So plenty of dolphin fish out there, gentlemen. I also heard a few blue marlin caught yesterday in the 200-metre mark again. Um, today is probably one of the best days we're going to have for a long time. Been a lot of mackerel off mermaid reefs, spotty mackerel, that is. They're going to sit down deep. Okay, so you'll see them on the sander. They'll probably look like sharks on the sander, but they're going to sit down deep. And then probably around about 6.30 on that tide change, they'll come to the surface this morning. And when they come up to the surface, you want to have two rods ready. One's going to be lined up with your pilchard, so a few piece, so you can just cast that out. And the other one's going to be with a metal spinner. Metal spinners, you want to go 25 grams max. Don't go any bigger than that. They'll spook or you won't catch any. You need 25 grams. You can get a lure that's a redhead uh, with, with a white body. So the old laser 25s, Hard to find. If you can find them, secure them in a vault because they are rare, but they geez, they catch fish. Um, I discard the hooks. They're VMC hook. You want to put small owner hooks on them if you can, a little bit 3 by tough or 10 by tough. And you also want to go, if you can, the gillies aren't too bad. The gillies are actually really good. Anaconda have the gillies. Um, and around that 20 gram again, um, mark there. And you'll go, the pili profile is the, the Lumo colour, like it's silver with a bit of Lumo belly. That's the best colour that one there. Would you put wire on? Tough call. If you're going to put wire on front of your metal spinners, you might want to put maybe an inch and a bit, if that. Um, otherwise, you know, just go direct mono. Maybe put, obviously, fluorocarbon. You probably want to go about 30 pounds, 40 pounds. Good chance you're going to get bitten off, but sometimes the, the fish are so spooky that they just don't want to see that tiny little black crane swivel in front of a bit of wire in front of your lure. They'll, they'll, they could shy away from that. Um, so they're about at the moment. Also tried Palm Beach Reef. We still can't catch spend on that Spanish mackerel in Queensland. However, at the border going out through Tweed and fishing the southern side of Fido's uh, near Cook Island has been pulling some really good Spanish mackerel on Troll Bonito. Okay, Troll Bonito have been doing exceptionally well. Um, if you want to troll for your, your spotty mackerel, which are legal to catch, you can catch them up here in Queensland, is to, um, I, I would do a, um, a pink skirt uh, underneath your pink skirt, you're going to have some piano wire, 88 pounds enough. Um, you could go 46 pounds, but I'd go 88. And you'd want to put a, um, a free gang hook. Okay, your 4200 um, it, it kind of works a little bit offset, though. They could turn your pilly. So I'd go your double seven, double sixes, uh, your tarpon hooks. And I would just um, put a, a net lead on the first hook and then a little bit of copper wire coming off the eyelet of that first hook. And then under the pillar, you go from his, between his bum and his tail, then his gut, then one under his gill. And that eye of the hook, given that it's not super long shank, should line up under his jaw. Put the copper through his jaw, around his nose, wrap it around the hook, around his nose four times. Copper is very pliable. And then, so the net, that lead on that first shank is, is sitting under his, his mouth and his gill. And then you pull the squid over the pillar. In gear, out of gear, in gear, out of gear on your engine. Okay, don't troll. Bass don't troll at all, like in, always consistently. You want to go in gear and out of gear and let your pilly just pull along, then drop. Like a squid, when a squid's moving, he's just pulsating, then slows, pulsates, slow. You want your bait to do that. Um, you'll catch a spotty mackerel easily doing that. Um, some really good catches of kingfish out wide at the moment on the bottom. Bottom fishing's been dead in, in most areas. It hasn't been really flying too well. 
And there's been a few amberjack. If you find your bait balls again, you'll find those bottom demersal fish, sort of the tinnies and amberjacks hanging around, a few snapper, but um, you know, that, that sort of stuff hasn't happened yet. Um, wahoo around in numbers as well, um, up on the sevens, a good wahoo up there. A lot of small fish at the moment, sort of our legal is 75 centimetres. I haven't seen wahoo that small in my life, but I've seen three in the last week. Um, so there's a lot of little ones, but there's also a few biggies around, sort of like that 12 to 18 kilo mark. As we come into April, the wahoo will increase in size. They'll increase in size, they'll increase in numbers too, but they'll get big. They'll be up around that sort of, you know, more probably 16 to 20-odd kilo, 25 kilo fish. They're really big, fat fish. They love April, and they'll, they'll run all the way through till we see our first whales coming out the east coast. So when the whales turn up, you know the big wahoo are here. And generally when you're going out in the boat, you're putting a jumper on. That's when you know that you're going to be getting those bigger fish. It's a little bit cooler in the morning. Uh, at the moment, uh, and, and probably again in about another four weeks, they'll be coming to a bigger fish sizes. Um, in the estuaries, fellas, loads of mangrove jacks. Mangrove jacks on the tip of every angler's tongues up here at the moment. We did our weather for Channel 7 last night um, down the boat ramp at Broadbeach Expansion Centre, and the amount of boats going out with electrics on the front there, Blakey, and, <laughs> and they were catching, um, they were targeting mangrove jacks. Half of them were using shads, half of them were looking for diver whining. Whining's one of the best baits. Whining are prolific in the estuaries at the moment. And a, but generally, if you find a spot that has a, um, a deep hole on the corner coming up to a sand flat nearby, and maybe that deep hole's got rocks around one edge and opposite that corner there's a sand flat, is the, the um, whining will fall up on that sand flat, but the jacks come up and feed on them out of the hole. So find those areas and you'll find the fish. And that's there's so many good mangrove jack spots around at the moment. And a lot of guys are running the Garmin LiveScope. Um, they had them on the boats last night. I was talking to a few fellas and they're just going along, putting down the LiveScope, standing the jetties and the pontoons. Um, they're not using the lifeboat there, they're using the shad. So they'll cast out, let the shad get underneath that with a bit of current and very light, light uh, jig head on it and just let it waft underneath there and then just crank it back. A few fellows are also casting uh, pin rig, which is through the nose, um, potty mullet, yeah. underneath those pontoons with a little split shot, letting it get under there and just dragging it back, finding the fish using the lifescape, of course. Um, and, and that helps. So technology is helping everyone these days, fellas. That's good to see. And technology, we're going to watch Step Outside this afternoon? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. So um, we've got um, Big Leroy and uh, from uh, and uh, sorry, Big Arnie and Leroy from Shimano. Uh, they're fishing out, um, talking about the best PE gear that you could run when you're fishing out of the Swains Race. Okay. Um, we're doing some spinning of rock walls, what you catch just around any sea or wall, and uh, we're doing some cooking of a uh, lemon pepper calamari from the. Um, uh, Caramine Beach up there at the, the hotel, so it's a fantastic little spot Beautiful. to, to have, a, have a look at this afternoon. 2.30 for New South Wales, Victoria, everyone else around the country, 1 o'clock for Queensland. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Have a great day. Good on, Good on you guys. You two, all the best to you. Cheers. Okay, bye. 12 minutes away from 7. Afternoons with Pete Davis. I'm a good teacher. So what's your, uh, what's your thoughts on it then? We shouldn't go completely ahead with it. Australia should have nuclear reactors. He's talking about the waste. One of the ways that they're converting the waste is to make it into what's called synthetic rock. Pete Davis. For goodness sake, you've, got to, you've only got to look at the history of Hiroshima and uh, the possibilities of that happening again. And thank goodness that we're having trouble with Russia, but they've got the common sense not to go down that track. Following the John Law Show on Sydney's 2SM. 
For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. Now you can make that tree change that you've always wanted when you move to the country and build your own PAL kit home. You can do it yourself with PAL and you'll save money. PAL has a great range of quality designs and floor plans from which to choose. Make this the year to follow your dream and build your own country home, the PAL kit homes way. Go to PAL, that's P-A-A-L, palkithomes.com. Dot .au or phone 1-800-024-912 For a game of golf you and your friends will love, take the chance to play Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club at Ludnam. With an immaculate 18-hole par 72 championship layout, Twin Creeks is an Augusta-like golf challenge you'll be raving about for years to come. To make a booking or for more information, go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or call the friendly, helpful staff at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 96708888 Do you suffer from mild arthritis, osteo and other aches and pains? With its natural organic ingredients, Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel might assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, go to loveoilcollection.com.au. Or phone Ray on 040-66-71-359. Peters of Kensington is online. Shop all the top brands and great prices with the same excellent in-store service. They sell great cookware brands like ScanPan, KitchenAid, Breville and Smeg, as well as Rydal Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware and much more. Peters also stocks a beautiful range of home decor, lamps, rugs, furniture, cushions and Manchester. They even have afterpay. Visit petersofkensington.com.au 2SM has Sydney talking. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It's nine minutes away from seven. Grant Boyden and Alan Blake in the studio with you this morning for no our Kieran. last one. No, no Kieran. Kieran. No Kieran. He should be back next week. Now, we've got uh, Mick Gamble from uh, DPI online. And interesting subject that I didn't realise was happening was more Mulloway for the Georges River. Morning, Mick. Oh, good morning, and thanks for having me. It's exciting to be here. So, yeah, DPI has recently completed a stocking event of Mulloway in one of the state's key wreck fishing havens, the Georges River. So yes. 400 um, Mulloway were released into the river recently. Now, th- these fish are all tagged? Yeah, that's right. So um, these fish have all been externally tagged with a clear visible tag uh, that it will allow researchers to effectively monitor the effectiveness of the stocking. Okay. Now, these fish, we're talking about, you think, are oh, little fingerlings. These are 47 centimetres long, those fish. Yeah, that's right. So it, this is a little bit different from our standard stocking activity. These fish are, uh, uh, yeah, about a kilo in weight and uh, averaging that 
47.50 centimetre length. So they're really big, exciting um, fish. And, you know, I'm happy to report there's already been a small number of recaptures filtered through. So they've entered the fishery and, and anglers are already getting to experience the um, thrill of catching a dewey. Yeah. Now, okay, what, what does a fisher do if he catches one of these tagged fish? Yeah, so that's a, a really good question. Uh, all our tags have a really, really important tag number that corresponds with the information that we've got stored on our database. So they can either email the fisheries.enhancement at dpi.nsw.gov.au um, email address or even report the recapture through our game fish tagging um, program channel. So we've got an online recapture form that's really user-friendly and um, and they can even just email the game fish tagging inbox as well, gamefish.tagging at bpi.nsw.gov.au. Where do you grow these mulloway? Yeah, so it, it, these mulloway were bred at the DPI Marine Hatchery at the Port Stephens Fisheries Institute. So right. the expert staff have been working really hard to uh, ref- find the breeding technology for the species and, and produce these fish. Yeah, okay. It's interesting, you know, you don't think of Mulloway being introduced at 47 centimetres. I remember they did, years ago, did a, a Mulloway stocking thing in Botany Bay, but that would be 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That would have been in the early 2000s, and those fish wouldn't have been at, at this size. But no. this was a really, really cool opportunity, and, um, and, yeah, it's just so exciting to see fish of this size enter the water and, and um, be there for anglers to catch. Now, the the money that pays for this, does that come out of the fishing fee that we all pay to be able to, to fish? Exactly, that's correct. So it, this marine stocking project is just another great example of how the money raised through the sale of the recreational fishing licence fee is invested back into initiatives that directly benefit fishers. So much like our FAS and artificial reef program, yeah. um, you know, the game fish tagging program, etc., Okay. Mick, that was quite enlightening for everyone, I believe. And uh, thank you for your time this morning. And keep ah, up the good work. Thanks very much. It was a great interview. Okay. Thanks, Mick. By Mick Gamble, Papa Fisheries. And you see, they, they lost the Byron Bay fat a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They found it down Bateman's Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Shows the, the carrots working well. That was interesting. I didn't realise yeah. they were stocking the Mulloway down and, there. And the size was yeah, the thing that was... 47 yeah. centimetres, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's a good initiative. There's, there's, there's information they're going to be able to get out of that yeah. too. Um, so, you know, it, it serves a multitude of purposes. It helps the recreational fisher, but also gives some information uh, back what's to the going, DPI. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so just if you do catch one of those, please just... Get, take a photo of it, send them all the information, what it is, and let it go. And as Vic said, the online form's simple, which works so well for me. I hate online. <laughs> I'm just, it, you know, of all the things you, you, you think you claim you can do, forms just do my head in, absolutely do my head in. So the simpler, the better. Do you like the me. ones you can fill in already online type of thing that take all the information? I, I've, I, I spent the money buying um, Acrobat Pro. So whenever people send me an Acrobat file, I can go in and edit it on screen. <laughs> I just... Yes, they don't hate forms. Don't believe that if you get a, if you get a, something uh, looks like original, it doesn't necessarily mean it has been ori- or is original. No. because Acrobat Pro, you can change all of that, yeah. and you can't tell the difference. Well, what's hilarious? One other place I work, they they want everything sent in that way, but you have to you have to sign it, right? Electronic signature. 
No, I just scribbled on a on a on a note on a you know a touch screen, yeah. and that'll do my set. They've been accepting it for oh, nearly eighteen years, <laughs> nineteen years, so it can't be that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> when they did that with a scribble thing, I put an X on it. One bank can't do that. That's my signature. Thank that, you. That's, I'm Mr. X. That's it. I'm Mr. X. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. Same time, same channel next weekend. Hopefully, Kieran will be back next weekend. We, we will see. We'll try and drag him out. Do you mean hopefully you want him back or hopefully you don't want him back? A warm day, 32 degrees in <laughs> Sydney, 32 in Brisbane. No, we want him back. We want him back. And Canberra, 36. You enjoy your day too, my friend. Safe boning, everyone. As Kieran will say, keep your eyes on the sky. This boyhood story had to end